is a week in the Weege. Hello and welcome to Week in the Weege. I'm Colin Stone. And I'm Natalie Crawford. This week in the Weege, Glasgow City Council's female workforce down tools in a 48-hour strike over equal pay. The Crankies are coming home for this year's panto at the Armadillo. Something stinks in a paisley pub and it's not the toilet. Or your chat. And ah. a history professor debunks some myths about paisley's witches. And I'm not talking about Natalie. <gasps> this is a Week in the Weege. Okay, hold on. <laughs> that's that's new. That was not planned. This was not in the script. No, you were going to press I a I would surprise you. A cackle button. Surprise. That's it's terrifying. Halloween. How do you feel about that? I love Halloween. Me too. I love Halloween so much. Why? Carving pumpkins and sweets, and it's just an amazing opportunity to like go and be someone else for a little while, and just you know immerse yourself in a kind of fun fantasy environment like last year i dressed up as doctor who and this was before oh, really? we even knew that we were going to have a female doctor so so maybe halloween made you psychic for a day maybe yeah mm-hmm. it's also good when halloween's also your birthday i wonder if i know oh, anybody who's who has that i wonder <laughs> it's why i've heard literally every single joke that has been made about having a birthday on halloween but it's not that bad devil's I, child yeah that makes like sense. oh colin you've still got your mask on from last year <laughs> ah, great <laughs> Right, okay, on to some more serious stuff for just a moment. The Glasgow women's strike. Two days, 40 hours, down tools. The biggest strike about equal pay that has ever happened anywhere else in the country. 8,000 women walked out of work on Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah, I think there's there's a backstory to this, which I think would probably need summarised just before it becomes a, look, this is the biggest strike, because this has been going on for literally years. Ten. A decade then. And some workers have actually died because it's been so long and the equal pay has not been sorted. And these people, they now have actually, you know, people who have lost colleagues during this fight. And it's the fact that it's ten years and we're still here. And yeah, hundreds of schools shut down, you know, care homes and cleaners you know buildings that didn't go without being serviced for two days actually glasgow came to a standstill it absolutely did and it just goes to show you that these women are the backbone of services in glasgow because everything did just come to an absolute stop and then bin men and and some custodial workers upped and walked out as well in, in solidarity with them so i was actually at the the march on, on wednesday and there was without a question thousands of women there that atmosphere was absolutely electric and let's just hear what some of them had to say on wednesday i don't think we'll get anywhere i think we'll be doing this all over again i think we need to do this at least another three times and then maybe somebody will listen we've been at the house for half six this morning so i should think so Aye, it's got to surely it's got to this time well do you know it's the fact that everybody's joined us today so we've got care workers support workers so i know so I think that this might make a difference. 100% uh-huh. there's a great togetherness with GMB and Unison and all the girls all together and some men here today, which is absolutely fantastic. They sit back and take a look at how strong we are feeling about this, about our working conditions as well as our equal pay. Hopefully they will take account of all that and look and say the feelings are stronger than what even the council thought, even our unions thought. We're the girls for Croft Groin and we want our money and we want it now. Am I right, girls? Yeah! 
want it now. Well, I mean, that's the strength of feeling if ever I heard one. My goodness. Absolutely. And the atmosphere, I mean, you can even hear it. And, you know, we we use these Vox Pops, you know, hearing what people think all the time. But usually it's quite, uh, you know, mild. People say, oh, yeah, it would be nice to have a change. These women have literally been fighting for 10 years. And you heard the very first woman there in the clip saying, this is never going to be resolved. That is quite sad, to be honest. If that's the way that she feels, that she's been here, probably yeah, part of this fight for this long and is yet to see a resolution, the council have yet to say, actually, you know what? Yeah, let's resolve this. Let's let's put an equal pay because that's apparently really difficult. Just explain to me, sorry, just explain to me why we are at this stage. Why has this not been resolved? So basically what happened was um, the, these women are doing jobs in fields that are generally dominated by women. Yeah. And it was found that men doing services that were in similar fields but not the same job so maybe like the same level of of, of work were getting paid more than they were so about two years ago one of the courts the high court the supreme court one of the courts says no this isn't fair and you have to get all this money back dated glasgow city council which at the time was a labor-run councillor fought this and fought this and fought this they were told no pay up, these women deserve this money. Now, obviously this year, the SNP came into power at Glasgow City Council and in fairness to them, they have been round the table for talks with the unions. They have been trying to resolve this, but I feel like that the unions are of the opinion, we don't care who the council is, we don't care if it's Labour or SNP, we have waited too long and it is time to sort this out. But let's just hear from leader of Glasgow City Council, Susan Aiken. There's been considerable progress um, since the SNP took power in Glasgow in May last year. We have made a whole number of steps towards um, resolving the the long-standing equal pay injustice in the city. Um, the women, uh, the claimants on whose side I am entirely, have won their case. Um, as far as we are concerned, all that's left to do now um, is to negotiate the final settlement, which process has been ongoing. Um, I, I completely understand understand why the women are frustrated. They've had to wait a long time. They had over a decade of injustice before we started this process of resolving that injustice. But we have demonstrated progress, demonstrated a, a firm commitment. So I think it's it's disappointing that the trade unions have chosen to take them out on strike now, particularly when they didn't use their industrial muscle during all the many years when uh, the women were being directly discriminated against and there was no attempt to redress that. Um, had had they acted before now on behalf of their members, we might, might not be in this position today. Okay, well, that's all well and good saying, oh, if only they'd done this beforehand, silly trade unions. But at the same time, okay, they would not be striking if the council were resolving this. There's obviously still an issue. And I know it's a lot of money. And I know the SNP council, at, you know, Glasgow City Council might say, it wasn't our fault we didn't do this. The problem's now yours. So in today's day and age, it's 2018, equal pay is very much happening. It's a thing. Make it happen. It's a week in the weed. Now to probably the most absurd story I have ever found myself in the middle of. The gas leak turned stink bomb in a paisley 
pub. Okay, right. So just explain what actually happened here. You just stumbled across the drama, just out for a few late ones on a Sunday night, were you? No, so I was actually driving home. I uh, live in Paisley. Uh, sure. I was. I okay. gen- genuinely was driving home. I'd been at a meeting. Right. Um, and... Uh, where I live, basically, it's kind of in an old part of Paisley and it's up cobbled streets. And to get there, the only way you can go is basically right through the town centre past the last post, which is a Witherspoons pub. And I get there and there's like eight fire engines and ambulances and um, Scottish gas networks and incident units and environmental health. And I'm honestly not over exaggerating when I see dozens of emergency services and blue lights right. flashing everywhere. And you obviously just your journalistic instinct kicked, kicked in. You thought, in. wow, what's happened here? Something major is happening. Terrorism yeah, in Paisley. The last post is right beside the train station. Yeah. So my immediate thought was, oh my God, something's happened at the train station. Um so I parked up, I got out, um and you're seeing SG Energy Networks and I talked to some people who were standing about nearby and the, the chat was a gas leak and I thought, right, okay. So I took a wee video and I uploaded it to Radio Clyde News Twitter, which, by the way, is the most shared video I think I have ever posted. It had something like one 1,300 likes and like over 600 retweets. Really? Bonkers. Yes, really. Okay. Uh, what makes the most interesting is kind of what happened next. Yeah. So I phoned the police. I'm like, hello, it's Natalie from Radio Clyde. Just wondering if you can tell me what's happened in Paisley. I'm hearing it's a gas leak and I'm, no word of a lie, the phone went quiet for a minute and he was like, I'm going to put you on hold. Went on hold. Came back and this, this these were his words. He said... We believe some youths have let off some sort of smelly device. And I'm sorry, what? You mean like a stink bomb? And he was like, well, I wouldn't say the word stink bomb. Okay. But something of that nature. A smelly device. stink bomb. A stink bomb. Goodness sake. Right, first of all, was this really warranted, you know, this kind of response? I mean, I'm sure people were reacting and, you know, maybe coughing and holding their nose. But from what you described, it sounded like a pretty full-on emergency service reaction. Yeah, so basically there was really mixed reports to begin with. There were reports that some people had been taken to hospital. Weatherspoons released a statement saying that the manager believed that it was CS gas that had been let off, which is what sparked the emergency response. But... As far as I'm aware, it was nothing anywhere near as serious as that. There was no risk to the public and a 16-year-old boy has been arrested in connection with that incident. A week in the week. For the first time in two years, the Crankies are returning to Glasgow's panto season. Oh no, they're not. Oh yes, they are. Are they? Did not want to To do that. I don't know what they're doing. They're back at the armadillo. Cinderella. After two years. It's Cinderella. Oh, to do Cinderella, which I knew. And <laughs> no, you didn't. You oh yes, I did. <laughs> See, that was more. That was more natural. That one. Yeah. So it's Cinderella, right? With Gavin Mitchell of Still Game, Bobby, Bobby the barman. Love it. Mm-hmm. Okay, my kind of question is: Do people still have an affinity for the Crankies? I think they do. I think it's just one of those nostalgic things. Like people who are around my age, their memories of their very first pantomimes will be going to the Armadillo or the the Kings or, or the Pavilion and watching the Crankies and it was all fan dabby dozy. So I think now they will have their own kids and they will want them to have the same experience of pantomime because that's what Glasgow's all about. It's Glasgow humour, isn't it? Pantomime, it was really where it's born and it's grown 
So, yeah. I definitely think people are going to be on board for it. And we actually got to catch up with the Crankies. Our reporter, Kieran, got to catch up with them as they launched Cinderella at the Armadillo earlier this week. It's a whole different world when you come back here. Just the people in the street and the, early, the buzz. The buzz you can feel already when I tell last night. Whole oh, place, ah, I can you back. It's fantastic. It's, it's, really it's nice to be wanted as to well. You know? Not like you turn up sometimes in a town on tour and they go, what are you used to doing here? You know? And you think, there's a big sign out here. They know we're here, which is great. Even in the airport yesterday when yeah. we arrived, you know, it was like, people said, oh, we, we watched you in India, and yeah. it was great. And we stopped you, in Manchester uh-huh. to, to change planes, and then even in the shop of the folk were saying, oh, you're back at the opera house? said, no, no, we've got to Glasgow now. Oh, we missed you. We missed you, so it's great, yeah. How close are the cast all together? How close are you? Oh, well, we don't know. Ones? We've not worked any of these kids before, nope, have we? Nope. But um, the theatre people are always... I like the way that they said, oh, we've not worked with any of these kids before because you forget the Crankies are actually 71. Yeah, they have been around the block and Forever. back again. They've done a lot. I'm just actually reading about this. Like, they kind of, they got married and, well, sorry, they were born in 1947. Mm-hmm. Goodness sake. Okay, and then they met and married in the 60s before doing cabaret and TV shows in the 80s and the 90s. And goodness me, they actually had a, they had a song which charted in the UK till 40. They did not. <laughs> they did. What, what, in what position? Called Fan Dabby Dozy. Oh, sorry, it was 46. So just outside the top 40. Right, okay. In February 1981. I was not born. Now, that is what you call longevity. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it's that nostalgia factor. That's what I mean. Like people remember going to see the Crankies and then they take their kids and they take their kids. It's one of these things that, that just keeps rolling on. Do you think in 40 years time, we'll come back and do a Week in the Weech podcast and people will be like, you know, it's just something which was ingrained in the Glasgow fabric. People just listen to it en masse. This is a Week in the Weech. Now, Colin, how much do you know about the Paisley Witch Trials? I was actually seeing this on the news recently. I don't remember much about it other than there were apparently witches in Paisley and they probably weren't witches, but, you know, because it was just after some high-profile ones in America, everyone thought they were crazy. So are you trying to tell me you've been looking at other news sources? And of course not. How, Obviously, Radio Clyde is the only place I get my news. very dare you? Okay, well, tell right. me about this. So basically, it's one of the most infamous witch trials in history. Um... Paisley was actually the last town in Western Europe to conduct a mass execution and this was in 1697. That's quite a claim to fame. Yeah, Um, but basically the town's gearing up for basically the biggest Halloween parade in in Scotland and that takes place on Saturday this week and a professor has been telling me that the, the person who accused the witches of witchcraft has actually been treated unfairly by history. So they've been vilified a wee bit because obviously they were responsible for the execution of, of seven people. But um, Hugh McLaughlin's saying that's actually not fair. So basically, 11-year-old Christian Shaw, who was the daughter of a local laird, started suffering fits. And people thought that these were demonic possession. And she right. named these people and she said, it was them. And they were executed for being witches. So an 11-year-old child just pointed at some people she probably didn't like or was scared of and they all got executed. Basically. But... Um, what Hugh McLaughlin is saying is that 
there was probably more at play and the history books have been edited down and edited down and edited down and actually they were accused of a whole host of things and not just possessing Christian Shaw. So they were accused of sinking the, the Erskine Ferry and killing the, the minister for Dumbarton at the time. But that's not the only myth he's debunking. So it's really interesting. I don't know how well you know Paisley. Obviously, I'm the resident Paisley expert here at Clyde News. Um, but there's a, a crossroads um, at Maxwell, and there's a, a horseshoe right in the centre of the roads. And this is supposedly where the witches were burned and buried. But Hugh says he doesn't actually think that's the case. So let's see what he had to say. It's thought that behind me here that the witches, after having been hanged and burned, that their ashes were burnt here. And the the common told and believed story in, in these parts is that they were burnt and their ashes put at this crossroads so that they wouldn't rise up and bewitch after their death anyone responsible for the, the, the case. Now, I think this story's been long believed in Paisley and Renfrewshire, but I don't think it's what actually happened. The authorities at the time would not have authorised placing the bodies there because this would have been regarded as witchcraft itself. To quote the Reverend uh, Diodat Lawson, who, who was the minister at Salem uh, at the time of the affair case, he said that such activity would, would be akin to using the devil's shield against the devil's sword. He clearly knows his stuff, but uh, you mentioned they're having a big Halloween kind of celebration to com- to commemorate this. Or, I mean, are they going to be burning more effigies or which? I can't imagine they're going to find actual witches to burn in Paisley. No, well, you never know. You never know. Um, <laughs> absolutely not. There's going to be a massive Halloween parade through the town on Saturday, and loads of different community groups are taking part in that. So you've got. Um, cubs from you know scouting scotland and you've got some brownies and rainbows from girl guiding it makes, it makes halloween sound so happy well we're celebrating the death of witches with some cubs and brownies we're not celebrating their deaths we're <laughs> celebrating their lives and the history right that they've brought to paisley so it's basically this massive halloween festival and it's the biggest in scotland and- <laughs> and uh yeah what are you dressing up as I've not decided yet, so I know, oh, I'm cu- I know I'm cutting it a little bit fine. It's literally less than a week away. I know. What are you dressing up as? I, well, see, I had we to... We could go uh, as a double act. Really? Well, I mean, it depends what you want to go as, because there's only very limited duos you could do. How about Mario and Luigi? Who would be Mario and who would be Lu- Luigi? Well, I mean, I can grow a pretty good moustache, so I mean, How I about can take I either. could be Mario and you could be Princess Peach. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. I'd certainly have the figure for that. A week in the Ouija. Well, that almost brings us to the end of the show. But before we go, it's time to find out how good our Glasgow geography is as we play We're in the Ouija. Yeah, you know how it goes by now. Every week, one of us will take a turn to guess what part of Glasgow in the West the other is talking about on three clues. First clue, you get three points. If you get it right, second clue is two. And the third clue is one. Now, so- last week, Carrie ann she tried. And my clues weren't great, so we gave her half a point, which yeah. I think means it's kind of like Natalie slash Carrie-Anne, two and a half versus my two no, points. No, I was listening and you gave her a point. And right. I was just about to say, I feel under pressure now because <laughs> she did it for Team Girl. And I am absolutely hopeless at this and I'm going to let her down. Well, the thing is, okay, I've got three clues here. They're, the first two are tricky. The third one I think you should get, but let's find out. <laughs> See, you always say that. Sweetly, we're in the weech. First clue. 
This place takes its name from the Irish saint Brigitte. Or Bridget. Bridgeton. Incorrect, but nice guess. Hmm. Second clue. That's what I was hoping you'd say. And oh. it was it was very wrong. Second clue. It was one of the or sorry, it was the first of five new towns designated in Scotland after World War Two. The ones that followed after this one, Glenrothes, Cumbernauld, Livingston. Was Correct. it clue two or clue three you said that I should get this on? It's clue three, but this one this one's kind of process of elimination, but yeah, I mean I press you for an answer here. I feel like this is always my default answer. Don't bark. Incorrect. Third clue. This is a terrible clue, but it's it's it should be it should be enough. The most significant part of its transport network is the Whirlies Roundabout. At this point, people are shouting the answer at you. I know. There's literally I'm every so single rubbish. day. It's like there's a hold up on the Whirlies Roundabout. There's been a big crash. East go bright. Incorrect. No right. No, I did it wrong. Correct. Yes. <laughs> you were so expecting me to get that wrong that you just said incorrect. Programmed in the end oh, of man. your tongue. East go bright. East go bright is the right East answer. So that is another Thank point. You. People of East Kilbride. Oh my! I do, honestly, you're right. I was not expecting to, to, for you to get that, but you did. So therefore, well done. <laughs> oh man, how to overuse a witch's love? But just do it yourself. So does that? So does that? <laughs> See, I can't. That's why I have the sound effects. So does this make it four two? That's four two. Yes. Yes. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, yes. Next week. If, if this was a game of football, they'd say you had no chance of coming back. Well, Natalie, fine. You're winning, but it's not over until the fat lady sings, and I'm not sung yet. A Week in the Weege is a Radio Clyde News production. For the latest around the clock, follow on Twitter at Radio Clyde News. Well, that brings us to the end of today's Week in the Weeds. Join us again next time for more on the biggest stories across Glasgow and the West. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter, subscribe on iTunes, and we'll see you next time on A Week in the Weeds.